live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hello to everybody listening as well. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A., We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. That's what we do, Mike Lawson. Every week, you and I catch up. What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm very curious to hear how you are. I'm good. I'm tired, but aside from that, I'm I'm doing okay. How was Orlando? Um, It was good. I got to hang out with uh, Taylor, the latte boy, and his uh, boyfriend who goes by Bubba Lou. Is Bubba Lou on the show? No, um, they t- I mean, they talk about him a lot, but um, there's been a few episodes that they record in the car or while they're on a Disney cruise or something that he's been on it, but he's not, like, the, one of the regulars. You've listened before. Yes. D- here's, a, here's a good question. Did my name come up at all? <laughs> nope, not once. Not one time. Of course, Joe, it came up. Yeah, of course it came up. So tell me what happened in Orlando. You were well, there. Yeah. I happen to know little headlines, but that's all I know. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good time. There was a funny thing that happened. My my friend Moira was the keynote speaker to this big conference. There's 3,000 people that come to Orlando every year for this conference, so it's huge. And uh, my friend Moira's the, the keynote, right? So a few months ago, uh, we discussed, like, possible topics for her keynote. She's She's a really awesome woman, but she's like – um, uh, I, I've done this speech before. I don't want to do it again. So, um, she's kind of looking at doing something about like advocacy and that's kind of like the area I've been focusing on the last year. So we kind of put some stuff together the day before her talk. We hung out, we're at the bar. She's like, I'm really nervous. Yada, yada, yada. We talk it out. I'm like, you're going to be fine. Just, you know, everything's fine. Um, Joey, the keynote is at 9am in the morning which is 6 a.m. California time. And I'm working at that. That This was the first night. So I was working off of almost no sleep. I had like two hours sleep the night before. So I could wake up at 6, 6 a.m. California time to see her speak, but I decided instead to skip it. So I slept through it. Um, oh, did she know you slept through it? Did she know that no, you didn't, I mean, it's, weren't there? It was a huge crowd. So the next after her speech, I saw her. And when I saw her, I was like, oh, my God, you're amazing. I love you. How do you you think it went? Like, I didn't lie to her. I never said, like, I was there and it was great. All I said was, like, you're amazing. And how do you think it went sort of stuff? So I never lied. And she was like, "Um, you know, it was okay, whatever. And she was like, so how do you feel now that I called you a superhero in my speech or something like that? Oh, gosh. So I was like, um, like I laughed. Why would she ever think you're a superhero? I laughed a little bit. (laughs) And so all day, all day, I tried to be like sly about it. I kept asking people like, 
did Moira mention me in her keynote? Like, did she say something about me specifically? And everyone was like, uh, I don't think so. Was she supposed to? And I was like, no, 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 no. I just, like, kept trying to figure it out. Then finally, my friend tweeted something like, uh, now that Moira called me a superhero or something like that. And so I was like, what does that mean? So I guess during the speech, she said there was something like everyone in this room is a superhero. And I, like, I, I don't know, I christen you all superheroes and now you have to all do this or something. So that was part of the speech. So I thought she was like specifically talking about me, but she was just talking about everyone in the room. So I was fine. It was a good time though. Um, I think the highlight of the trip really was seeing um, Taylor and Bubaloo. Wait, wait, before you go into that, uh, were you paid to shake? Were you doing meet and greets or something? There are about a million. Uh-huh. There are like a million photos of you in front of a white background yeah. with like different kinds of people as if like people were paying to take a picture yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that kind of gets into my second story. Well, before, before, oh, well, I'll just say this anyway. There's one of the pictures, I don't know which one, where I was like, oh, if anybody's curious about Mike's package, it's prominently displayed in one of the pictures. Mm, you have to find it on Facebook, guys. Yep. Facebook.com slash Mr. Mike Lawson. Go ahead. Um, so what what's happening with you? Wait. Oh, you're, that's right. Second, I was like, what's the second story? Well, you know, um, it was my birthday on on Friday. Yeah, I texted you. I know you did. And uh, here's the thing, you know, one of my gay shadows or superpowers or whatever what you want to call it, because it can be both a blessing and a curse, is that I'm like super attention to detail control freak. Yeah. Right? And that's a quality that I share with Richard, by the way. Probably why we're we're close. But um, but for that reason, like, I, I spent so much time, as we gays often do... Uh, planning my own party. Now, I will say my family was willing to just do it themselves, but I was so, I was such a control freak that I didn't want them to do, I wanted them to do very little of it. Okay. You know, I tried to sell it like, no, you guys, you guys do your thing and I'll just do everything. So as a result, uh, the party went off great. There were like 80 people there Mm -hmm. and it was uh, awesome and had a great time. Oh, no, no. They had a great time. I don't don't know if you ever hosted a party, Mike, especially one that size. But when you're the host, you shouldn't ever be also the guest of honor. And so it was very difficult for me to relax. Sure. I I do understand that. Um, I can't say that, like, I've never hosted, like, my own birthday party. Like, it's always been a stressful event. And then afterward, I'm, like, happy that it went well, but... Never a party, like, for myself. Well, I'm finding out. I thought it was sad and weird, but I'm finding out a lot of my gay friends have done the same thing for themselves. Jonathan did it for his own 30th party. Um, uh, Richard did it for his party, yeah. you know, that I, which is connected to my story. So I feel you know, like I ha- my parties are, like, if I do something like that for myself, it's, like, at a restaurant or something. So I don't have to do the dishes afterward. Yes, I don't have to do yeah. all that. I wanted to do that originally. That was originally my plan, but my family 
specifically my parents, were really insisting on a family party. It's also difficult because my birthday is on the 4th of July. Right. So, and my and the thing is and that we chose my brother's house is my brother's house is the go-to place for 4th of July because he has an amazing view of pretty much most of Orange County from his backyard. Mm-hmm. And so you see all the fireworks show. I think that the 4th of July is a decent birthday. Like, it's not like a Christmas where people are, like, spending their budgets on Christmas. Like, 4th of July comes, and it comes fairly quickly, and uh, people remember that that's your birthday. I think that's a, you have a good birthday. Yeah, yeah. It was just It's just very stressful for me to put on a party like that. And I, So I it's know- at your brother's. Why are you doing the planning? Because, no, I'm telling you, they wanted to. I took it over because okay. I'm a control freak. And it went really well because I'm, I'm going to admit something to you. I made a little PDF brochure for myself. And one of the, uh, one of the uh, items in the brochure was a short story that I wrote um, pretty much outlining the typical guest experience at the party. So, so it would be like uh, – well, I used my cousin's Andy and Art. Andy is a, a woman, Andrea. I was like, because they have kids. I was like, Andy and Art show up with their two kids. They walk through the door. Joe greets them. He hands them a drink. Art goes outside and grabs a, a beer. Andy goes out to mingle. And then, like, I covered having to go to the bathroom. Where would they go to the bathroom to throw things away? What kind of food did they want? What were the kids going to do? What were they? What were the adults going to do? Hour by hour. That way I was able to cover all the... I'm, girl, I was... A maniac about this. Sounds like it. I made a playlist on Spotify that was only specific songs that I chose from every year that I was alive. Okay. It wasn't just like the 80s channel or something. No. Like, it was 16 hours of music that I handpicked. Okay. That I shuffle played. Like, it was out of control. But by the end of it, I was just done. Yeah. I was done. Um, So... Now, the next day at Richard's, Richard threw a much smaller party for himself. Because even though Richard's a week younger than I am, he left today. Which, by the way, he's angry with me right now. He left today. Shocking. You guys are mad at each other? (laughs) I know. I'll tell you in a second. He left today for um, a writer's retreat for two weeks. Mm. So he's going to be out for his birthday. So he had a little thing on Saturday where, by the way, I was super relaxed. Had a great time. Right, because you weren't organizing it. Yeah, no. I was like, oh, this, I love being a guest at a party. It's fun. Mm. And you know what so, you guys should do is like maybe make a tradition where he throws you a birthday party and you throw him a birthday party. So then like, it's around the same time, and then you can freak out about his and not be... And, and then, then we can start a new tradition where we just live together and raise children, <laughs> and and then we'll just get married because that'll make it easier. To split everything. <laughs> and then, since, you know, he's not dating anyone, I'm not dating, and we should just kiss. <laughs> well, yeah. What else is going on? Oh, by the way, before we go on, I want to give, um, th- I want to thank everybody out there in the podcast universe who left a Facebook message for me or voicemail um, we got a handful of voicemails and we got a handful. i haven't listened to them yet i'm sorry no it's my fault though i haven't no, no it's not your them. fault but um but, okay uh, you you can go listen to them right now then no yeah but <laughs> i'm i'm trying not to blame you for something okay 
my birthday and being magnanimous. So then, uh, but also I want to give a particular shout out to Anthony Antaran, Ant, who actually bought me a Facebook gift. Oh, I love Ant. Yeah, it's so nice of him. And so I want to give him a special shout out for doing that. That's very kind of you. Thank you, Anthony. I'll see you in Pride 48 in Vegas. What else happened in Orlando, Mike Lawson? Well, so you know about this like photo booth thing. Um, it's like this kiosk that had these photos and I was standing by it and like I got pulled into a lot of photographs, right? And I want to say for the record, I did not post a single photograph to Facebook from that photo booth. Um, everyone else posted them and then I got tagged in them. There's, I mean, I even did more than that and they just haven't been posted or tagged yet. Um, but so the 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 little like photo session thing had an iPad next to it and you could like post it directly to Twitter or Facebook or email or whatever. So like a lot of people were doing that and there were like hundreds of pictures that I were, that I was tagged in, which was cool. Um, but it was like so much so that a friend here in San Francisco texted me and he asked if I was at a conference or a photo shoot because it was like overwhelming how many were being posted there. So uh, at at this party, which by the way was put on by the company that makes my insulin pump, uh, that hot insulin pump guy that I've talked about in the past was there. Do you remember me talking about him? Yeah, wasn't there a question about whether he was gay or yes. straight? Yes, yes, yes. So, by the way, I texted you a photo of him, and the, that photo will never go public because it has folks from like the competing insulin pump company in it, so they would never post it anywhere. But uh, just so you know. Uh, you you saw it, and the jury was out. You're right on if he was gay or not, because he would be like, I don't know, like a big sports fan, and then he would have his like red HRC thing as his Facebook photo. But then he plays paintball. But then he like takes really good care of his body, or he like what? wears cargo shorts. But then, it's, which is a very straight thing, or he'll, uh, I don't know. I just kept going back and forth. There was one conversation we had with him about. Um, Detroit and same-sex ballroom dancing, which is weird. But when in the conversation, he was like, that's weird. Does Detroit have a really big gay community? And I was like, no straight guy knows the term gay community. Like, that feels like a very gay thing for somebody to point out. Where does he live? Uh, San Diego. Uh, but if you live around the gay community, you know the term. I, I don't and, think that that's weird. And if you had, I mean... So that knowing about a gay community plus having the HRC thing could also point to like if you have like a lot of gay friends and like are super gay supportive, right? That doesn't really make you gay. So anyway, he's like at this party. I see him like leaning up against the wall all alone. So I walk up to talk to him. He's on his cell phone and he's totally messaging somebody on Grindr. Oh, you saw. And I'm like, how sad you're on Grindr at your own party. And, like, we laughed a little bit, and he, like, he said something like, I'm really embarrassed that you just saw that. you just saw that. I was thinking that anybody who approached me wouldn't know what this app was, so I was safe. And I was like, mm, well, I know. So, of course, later that night, I find him on Grindr. We, make, we talked a little bit, but, like, it turns out that now I know way too much about him, like, personal information because oh, of his like, how Grindr big is profile. He? I know that. I know the answer to that. Oh, you know the answer to that? Why do you know the answer to that? Because he put up, it's like he has all personal information in his profile. His picture is of his like chest only. 
And is it bad that uh, I, I hate those guys? I saw his chest and I was like, oh, this is totally him. Well, it could be that he did that also because we're in this like uh, this hotel of all people that we know professionally. So it's kind of dangerous, not dangerous, but like anybody who goes on Grinder would see his face, which I I text you a screenshot. I think it, that happened to me. Yeah, I know. A 19 year old messaged <gasps> me on Grinder and he was like, hey, aren't you Mike Lawson? I was like, mm, yep. <laughs> Did you hook up with him? No. No. Did he want to hook up with you? No. It, we, it was very friendly. Like, there was no – it didn't get sexual at all when I talked to that 19-year-old. You are the worst fucking gay guy. There is a 19-year-old gay boy who talks to you on uh, Grinder, Who's, and like, nothing... sharing a hotel room with his parents probably. Was he really? Probably. Well, if he's on Grinder, he could go to your hotel room. Ugh. He could be like, oh, mom, I'm going to go uh, to the arcade. Or I don't know what 19-year-olds say. <laughs> and uh, and Yeah, then, I'm uh, sure you don't know what 19-year-olds say. Just I don't. Check, just check your Grinder history and you can see what 19-year-olds say. <laughs> my Grinder history, my text message history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, you, yeah, I, I it's very silly. But yeah. you know what? You're. I'm going to say something. You're one of those, like, uh, don't kiss and tell kind of guys. So you may have fucked this 19-year-old, and no, you're, you're playing I mean, sly. I, no, I didn't. I'll tell you I didn't, but believe what you want. I don't care if you think that I did. But he, I mean, it was a very... Wait, wait, wait. Do you know who this 19-year-old is? Like, he shared his face picture with me, and I didn't see him around. But I said something like, if you see me around, say hi or whatever. Because he, like, knew who I was. It is he, been uh, really was weird. he Asian? No, he was Oh, Hispanic. he didn't have a chance. He had no chance with you. No wonder. Okay. There was a really weird the grinder uh mood changed. So I was there for in Orlando at this hotel for six days. The first like two days and then part of the third day it was like pretty much just our conference. And then around the th- second and third day, uh they started getting ready. This big like salsa dancing competition came into to it. And it was like like Miami salsa dancer types and they were like I mean beautiful beautiful people but like not my type at all like really like muscular and like manicured hair and like fake tans and like it was Yeah, weird. I can't get into that. That's not my thing. Yeah, it was it was weird, but so the grinder conversation kind of changed after that, but um what else is happening to you? You had a birthday, but is that it? Yeah, and then my friend Shannon, my writing partner and friend Shannon through a birthday dinner for me yesterday, Sunday. Okay. Okay. Now, before we get into that, because this is important, at my birthday party, the one I threw for Friday for the 4th of July, I have some cousins who happen to be fans of the show. Okay. Okay. I I have a lot of cousins who are fans of the show. They listen. So they pull me aside at the party and they say, hey, Joe, uh, we have a gift for you, but we wanted to give it to you in private. It's like right. a dildo or something. Well, I'm thinking something like that, right? So I go, okay. So we go off to the side, and there's a little gift bag. And I open it, and there's a small box. And and paste, uh, taped onto the box is a photo of that hot felon. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And they Which, go, we got... If you don't know, there was a guy that was arrested uh, up here near Stockton. We talked about it. It was all over. But his mugshot was, like, really dreamy. It was something we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So I look inside, and there's a cupcake, 
and they go, they look, <laughs> they look at me and they go, it's a special cupcake, wink. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh God, they bought me a, a hot cupcake. What am I going to, all right, I tell them, I go, I go, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to put, I don't want the kids to see this. So I'm going to put this in the refrigerator in the garage. And that, that's a good idea. So I put it in the refrigerator and then I'm like, Mike, I am doing so many like gymnastics to get this this cupcake away from people so that I don't want my parents to see it and I hide it in the refrigerator you know and after the party and it's a whole thing right so now it's the day of Shannon's party and my brother and his kids come over and right before I'm about to leave for Shannon's party my dad goes uh why did this cupcake in the in the refrigerator and I'm like oh 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 uh that that I'm taking that to Shannon's party it's a part of the potluck and he goes, oh, okay. Be- and I take it to Shannon's party, and there's some people who smoke pot there. They uh, and they're into the edibles, right? So I tell them, I go, hey, I have a, cu- a pot cupcake for you guys. And I get there, and they're like, yeah, and they're like talking, like, oh wow, this is a huge cupcake, and how are we gonna eat this? And oh my god, thank God, I, you know, I didn't drive here, like all those things, right? So I'm like, yeah, have fun, guys. And I'm sitting in the other room, like, hey, what? This isn't a pot cupcake. The person bought this at Albertsons. It has right? a tag on it. Yeah, it says Albertsons on it. And if you don't know, Albertsons is a grocery chain here in Southern California. They don't sell so, pot cupcakes. No. So I call one of my cousins. I'm like, is that a pot cupcake you brought me? They're like, no. I'm like, I thought you said it was like a special cupcake. And you like, winked. They're like, oh, yeah, we were saying that that guy's uh, semen. The right. hot criminal semen was in the cupcake. Mike, the whole weekend I thought it was a pot cupcake, <laughs> and I got you my friends. You don't remember? With... You don't remember us talking about the story with the cupcake and the semen? But she didn't say. Yeah, I didn't remember that. But she didn't say that. She they, they just said it's a special cupcake. Wink. You're a fool. <laughs> so did you eat the cupcake? That's no. Part. No. No, uh, I was so disappointed. Well, because everybody brought these amazing desserts, I'm not going to eat that, you know, Albertson's cupcake. But I do love that my cousins are big fans of the show where they're giving me inside show gifts. That's fun. Um, that's really nice of them. I did fuck the cupcake, though. Ew. Chill. So now it's, uh, it's officially the kind of cupcake you would eat. Ew. That's disgusting. Um, what's going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Well, Lawson's? there's this um, kink.com. I think we've talked about it before, but it's based up here in San Francisco. Um, It's a porn production company. They do straight porn and gay porn. They have this really large building that's called the Armory. It's like a a building with a lot of history, actually, and it has, like, all these different studios. They do um, different uh, tours, so you can, like, tour the kink.com Armory and see, like, all the different sets and whatever. But uh, they had this party, party for a gay pride weekend. Um, or no, no, no. They had this party last Saturday, so this is the weekend after Pride. Uh, the party was called Prison of Love. It's a circuit party. Um, and when they, uh, showed up, there were about 150 protesters that were protesting the theme of the party, which was like a, um, prison-themed, I guess. Um, so I guess the, the protesters were... Uh, had signs that said stuff about LGBT incarceration rates and glorifying a police state. 
there's this group called Gay Shame, which I guess is like a, I mean, this story anyway seems like it's well known, but I've never heard of it before. So this Gay Shame group was um, putting out statements basically saying that they're pro-sex but anti-prison. And it's weird because like in my head I can see when I heard the story like, oh, there's a prison theme party and people are protesting that. I was like, that makes sense. But then let me when I'm putting together the story to tell you, I was like, well, let me art, like try to articulate exactly what they're upset about. And none of their statements really say anything except for like pro-sex anti-prison. Like, what are they protesting exactly? And I was curious what you think. Here's what I think. Is there like some sort of like a newspaper in San Francisco that just tells you what to be pissed off about? Like, I'm going to tell, I mean, you know, a lot of creativity comes out of the Bay Area. You know, they're very creative in the, you know, technology world, obviously. But I'm going to tell you, nothing comes close to their creativity in bitching about shit. (laughs) <laughs> they are so good like who would i thought you know where i thought you were going with the protesting i thought you were gonna say they were protesting like um almost like rape culture or something like that or like uh domestic violence i thought that's where it was going i don't even understand what you're saying like they're that gay shame what is what the fuck does gay shame have to do with what was going on at this party well gay shame is the organization's name that was protesting so they weren't protesting gay shame. Gay shame, the group, was protesting. That's my username on Grinder, by the way. Gay shame. Maybe they were protesting rape culture. It's just not really articulated in any of these stories. There's like a queer radicalism that exists in the Bay Area. I mean, it exists everywhere, and it's existed for a really long time. But it's like something that's a higher con- in higher concentrate up here and i'm like kind of getting more and more exposed to it and there's like just like a really strong sense of like unhappiness why do i feel like all these gay activists look like jamie from mythbusters you know which one i'm talking about the redheaded one no the one with the mustache and the beret oh no no i feel he looks like every san francisco gay activist there's a lot of like um, oh, maybe yeah. I think Jamie is the redheaded one. There's a lot. There's a lot of like really young. Um, I would call them like. Um, uh, this is like thin ice that I'm walking on, but it's like really young, maybe like um, gender, um, <laughs> like gender bender kind of people, yeah, like gender like, fuck, like gender fucks. Um, that's not the term I use, but maybe like, uh, they would present, um, a gender that's like not black or white or not male or female, just kind of, there's a lot of those types of folks that are active with like plugs in their ears and a nose ring and like, they look like they haven't washed their hair for ever, but, um, they're so fucking annoying, man. So there's just this queer radicalism that I don't really get. Can annoying be a gender? Then we can give them a gender. I was wondering what you would think about this, but I, I guess it's so sense. obnoxious. It's so fucking weird, like anti-prison. So what are we supposed to do with people who break the law? No, no, no. They didn't say that we should have no prisons. Uh, there, I mean, maybe the that we shouldn't like celebrate it and make fun of it and have parties based on the theme of it. Maybe that's the point. Yeah, uh, not... shut the fuck up. Yes, we won't have parties that make fun of prisons. If you break the law and you go to prison and you're there. Okay, 
sorry, you get made fun of. You're not a you're not an entitled special class yeah. that deserves you're, protection. You're not a person anymore. Well, well, to some extent, to some extent, yes. Now, now look, should you be abused? Do you have basic human rights? Uh, yes, of course, and and uh, you should be fed and and cared for, made sure you don't die, and treated for illnesses, and you have a roof over your head, and basic needs met. But no, yes, you do lose the privilege of not being made fun of. Yes, you get made fun of. Sorry. But do you think that maybe uh, the problems that exist in prisons, all of those things you just said that they deserve, maybe they're not taken seriously because we have made a joke out of it or we have sexualized it and it becomes a thing in culture where, like, the news doesn't talk about it because it's, like, it's not a problem. It's kind of like this thing that's just not taken seriously, perhaps. Do you understand what I'm thinking? The causes for why people go to prison is a problem, but that has nothing to do with prison itself. Well, I'm saying you said like people deserve basic human rights when they're in prison. That's like saying like that's like saying you're against teen pregnancy, so you're gonna protest beds. No, 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 no. You said that people deserve basic human rights, and all that. You said that whole list of things that we yeah. should treat prisoners respectfully. And I'm sure. saying maybe we can't talk about. When those human rights are violated, we can't talk about it properly because prison has become this joke and we have parties where we dress like it. We have porn movies where people, you know, fuck one another and prison is not that bad of a place because it's something that we dress up for. I think you're making a huge stretch in logic there. I think people are wise enough to separate um, wanting to have sex with the hot prisoner or fetishizing prison life or making fun of it and whether people's basic human needs are being met Mm. well i was just playing devil's advocate i don't know i don't have you are the devil you don't need an advocate anyway here in los angeles a riverside man died okay Okay. died Uh, he was elderly man he was killed by his own daughter uh when he she drove over him when he was trying to stop her from driving away from the house drunk. Okay. So this, um, her name was Sukvale Barton. Wait, Chick-fil-A she, what? Sukvale. Okay. Barton. And she was backing out of the driveway from her family's home in Riverside. And when she struck her own father, 89, oh, I'm sorry, 69-year-old Boonmai Rajsambath. Uh, so I guess she she had been at the house, and she so got it wasn't to... like she was. Uh, the dad was like standing in the way of the car. It just kind of. Yeah, no, 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 no. She's she's drunk. She gets into the car, and she's like, "I'm out of here. See you later, fools." And he's like, "No, don't go." You know, he like runs behind the car, and she just runs over him. Mm. And uh, they said she didn't see her father, and she stopped the car when she realized he'd been hit. And before they arrested her, officially, she was sitting in a chair sobbing as they airlifted him to a hospital where he later died. So, my question to you is this, Mike. Would you make fun of her being in prison? Yeah, of course. No, um, Joey, no. Um, I. This is incredibly tragic. Like, I hate hearing... I mean, I think... Like a drunk driving story or any of these like accidental deaths, car accidents, all of that are horrible. And I think they're only more horrible when it's like, and then they accidentally killed like their own child or their own father. I feel horrible for Chick-fil-A Barton. Now, 
do you have any um i mean i guess there's nothing really controversial with this news story no i mean don't drink and drive well yeah don't (laughs) have you let me ask you a question have you ever driven drunk um i've probably been over the legal limit and made some bad choices in the past i think that just looking at like my immediate circle of friends i'm probably on the safer side than most like one beer and i'm not driving right um yeah i mean if i'm having like one beer dinner sitting around for an hour maybe then i will but like i'm pretty much not drinking and driving ever but there i mean there's been times where i've made bad decisions so i'm not gonna lie interesting yeah how about you yeah i mean you've Uh, told stories of it on here before yeah, well, uh, of driving drunk. Yeah, and like a cop turned around to follow you, and then you they like went the other way, and you were like, "Phew!" What? I was drunk. Yeah, you were like drunk driving once, and like Is you this ran some a other st- podcast you were. No, you I... like went through a stop sign or something, and then or your lights were off, and then what? A, you saw the cop, and he like turned around to follow you this is something you told on this podcast so either you remember it or it i don't a, remember it, it. A lie. but i'll say I'll, i don't remember it but i'll say this um i want to go i want to hear that episode it sounds like an interesting story i told but um uh i the only time i could really remember was one time i went out and i'm gonna be honest with you i woke up the next day and i was so freaked out that i don't think i've really gotten drunk since then like drunk drunk yeah huh so i definitely haven't had it i haven't driven and drunk i haven't had a drink and i haven't been drunk and driven since then for sure huh and i when i go out i really don't ever get drunk yeah i it's just not worth it i mean i have plenty of friends that have had duis and like duis hurt like the penalties are really high they should be and the penalties are really high and just not worth it. No. Take, take a cab. Yeah, especially now with this Lyft and Uber. It's so easy now. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. So, Joey, the um, have you, you've been on the BART train, actually. I know that. I have uh, been on the BART train. So, BART stands for Bay Area Rapid Transit. It's kind of like a subway, but it also goes above ground system, um, fast rail that takes you all over the San Francisco Bay. And the... A set of the seats, not all of them. So there are these like blue. They were originally blue, but now they're like murky dishwater brown wool seats made out of wool, Joey. And they're disgusting. Uh, three years ago, this group called the Bay Citizens commissioned a biologist to analyze uh, microscopic samples from a random BART seat. And they found all kinds of nasty bacteria, like skin-borne bacteria, traces of human feces. It's, like, just nasty. Like, hundreds and hundreds of people sit on these wool seats every day. It's just foul. So, uh, and, and we've even talked about people, like, fucking on the train. So, like, bare That's asses so on it. That's yeah. so hot. I, I love it. Go ahead. So, the news is that 
Uh, they have a new budget, $1.56 billion for the next fiscal year, and they announced that they are, among other things, they are uh, getting rid of all of the wool seats. So they were all they will all be plastic seats by the end of next year, which is, like, amazing because the it's just a, it's so foul. And then you hear all these stories about, like, um, people like smallpox or, like, uh, just, like, diseases that are, like, people are exposed to on the bark train and having like soft sponge seats just does not make sense um so that's happening oh and someone is protesting the right of the bacteria that are living in the seats you're being facetious but i'm telling you there it may not be that but it's gonna be like these are these are uh, vintage seats, and the mo- the money that could be spent on the seats could be spent on elsewhere. You know what's so funny is they're so worried about this money being spent elsewhere, but they don't ever tell you what elsewhere is. Yeah, sometimes they do. What is it? For what? When they say elsewhere. B- what story are you talking about? I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. If it's like, like safe uh, neighborhoods. Bad kid. Oh, they specifically talked about, like, uh, the police money going to the police department or other other protesters protested that um the make-a-wish foundation spent that huge amount of money when they could have given wishes to you know like 40 kids instead of just the bat kid because it was a really expensive wish and he wasn't even dying you know i saw this video on uh the internet of this kid who loved WWE. Uh-huh. And he somehow got to the wrestlers. And they loved this kid. And they would do all these things for him, all the wrestlers. Was he a Make-A-Wish kid? I don't know. They don't really ever say. And the kid died. He was five, had cancer. Okay. And they're, they're talking about this. I, I was crying so much, Mike Lawson. This video was so sad. <laughs> I put it on Facebook. Uh, don't watch this video. Okay. I think most people listened, but a couple yeah. people didn't, and then they would write to me and say, why the fuck did you put that video on Facebook? And I said, <laughs> I, I told them don't watch. Anyway, back to this story. So that's that's pretty much the But part. here's my question to you. How do you feel about this? I'm so glad. The seats are just really foul. And if you're going a, a distance is, on the are train, you sitting naked on the seat? Well, what do you care what, the, what happens because on you, the seats? Joey, you sit on it, and then you feel dirty for the rest yeah, of the Mike, day. Yeah, Mike, but you know you're putting your asshole on the seats. Like, you're like, oh, sorry. Um, the piece of cloth that's between me and my pooey butthole, uh, I don't my want that piece of – butthole. I'm I don't sorry. want that piece of cloth just to touch D- dirty things. My, my pooey butthole touching – cloth where there's hundreds of strangers pooey buttholes that's not okay that's not okay i have that's by the way the tagline for grinder i have literally seen a woman had like a crying child and the whole full the train is full i'm like standing up she picks up the child who's in a diaper and when she picks it up in the wool seat there's a puddle like not just wet puddle right Mm -hmm. of piss she picks a kid up and leaves i'm not sitting there the woman and I made eye contact with the woman, and we're like, "Mm-mm." And then this man like runs on the train right before the door closes and sits right in the puddle. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. You shouldn't. You should not have to sit and piss. Okay, that's gross. But that's not what happened every day. 
Yeah, because that po- that puddle just all it does is dries, soaks into the thing, and then is well. Once it dries up, then you're fine. Well, I think like with a like plastic seats, they can like wipe them down. I'm gonna tell you something. I've been on a subway in Los Angeles. I would so much rather sit on a pooey seat. They have plastic seats, but I would so much rather sit on a pooey seat than hold on to that bar, that stripper pole. Yeah, you know that's, there. I think that's the point. Like if it, that's grosser. Standing up is like difficult in the train. I always want to sit down, but. If I have to choose between standing and being uncomfortable or sitting in the, like, shit seats and then feeling uncomfortable all day because I'm dirty and can't just wash my hand off the stripper pole, I don't know what I'd choose. It's difficult. So I'm happy. Yeah. I, I'm so grossed out when I hold on to that. I don't, I don't touch anything on me until I wash my hands after I get off the subway in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there are people – now that – there are people who have, like – you know, fingered buttholes, and then they're going on the subway and grabbing that pole. Yeah, totally. It's a very butthole episode today. What else is happening in L.A.? Any butthole stories? Yeah, actually, there is, actually. Uh, the comedian Cat Williams uh-huh. was performing at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles, a legendary comedy club, the Comedy Store, uh-huh. and deputies responded to the West Hollywood uh, Comedy Club with guns drawn. Whoa. After Cat Williams allegedly threatened someone with a gun. So the report says that... Like a um, heckler or just like anyone? Well, before we go on, Cat Williams already has all these legal problems around uh, guns and comedy clubs as it is, right? Uh, okay. Supposedly he drew a gun on the heckler who was uh, talking smack about the comedian's height and race according to TMZ. Um, an eyewitness says Williams was not on stage at the time. So, um, the, the, the deputies responded to a 911 call, uh, of a man with a gun at the comedy club and there were six cop cars that showed up and they drew their guns. Uh, the comedian Chelsea Peretti, mm-hmm. the comedian was trapped in the, inside the place and was tweeting about it from inside. Anyway, uh, Cat Williams had already left the building. But on, uh, on uh, he told TMZ he denied he had a gun at the club and that he was the one who was victimized. He was saying that four Crips verbally attacked him and then followed him to his car and physically assaulted him. So there's and just then, a lot of Crips hanging out the at the West Hollywood comedy you, you store. You know, Cat, this Cat Williams <laughs> is a big problem. He's a thug. He's like four foot eight or something. He's super short. Yeah. And you know that he's drawn guns on people a million times already, and this is exactly what happened. There was some loudmouth in the club. It's it's two a-holes, speaking of buttholes, like I said. Yeah. There's a loudmouth at the club who wants to get into it with Cat Williams, and Cat Williams drew a gun on him. That's exactly well, they, what happened. They know Cat Williams has a short fuse, so... Are you make, see, you're gonna, you, he would draw a gun on you with making that short oh, joke. Oh, it wasn't a short joke, but they know that he's easy to get riled up, right? They probably know that. Yeah. But I don't think that they expected a gun to be drawn on them. It's crazy. What would you do if you were in the audience? Well, that's the thing, though. Why aren't more people saying, like, oh, he is certainly – he certainly pulled a gun. Like, there's – is why is it just – I don't know. Well, because I, he didn't do it on stage. Oh. Uh, it was off stage. And th- I'm telling you, this is what happens – 
or what happened to me is I would go up on stage and the persona I have on stage is very similar to the persona that I have on here. And people think that I'm this guy who's like, ah, ah, go fuck yourself all the time, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And they would come up to me and they would go, uh, I'd be sitting there drinking a beer, talking to a friend, and they'd come up to the bar and they'd go like, what's going on, you fat, miserable fucking loser? Sure. And I'd be like, what the, I don't even know who you are, why are you saying this to me? And I'd cry. Yeah. Because I'm actually very sensitive and I don't stand up for myself. Cat Williams has a history of these confrontations that he was escorted off stage once during a 2012 show at the Oracle Arena here in Oakland after he started screaming profanities at a, as, at a heckler. And then he was arrested in Oakland the same year for beating a man in Berkeley with a bottle that was on his tour bus. So. Exactly. This Cat Williams is a thug. And, uh... Is he funny? You know what? I'm going to tell you something, and and a lot of with a lot of these um uh cultural comedians they have like a whole world where they're like super popular and people get them he's broken out of that world a little bit but there's a whole like southern black comedy um circuit mm-hmm. you know like includes cat williams and this earthquake cedric the entertainer he might be in it too, but he's he's sort of broken through. But like, there are these guys; they just make tons of money and they pack huge theaters. Uh, but you've never heard of them, you know? Uh, like I said, have you ever heard of Earthquake? No, I do. Oh, I mean, he I have heard theaters. of Cat Williams, though. For yeah, sure, Cat Williams is sort of broken through, but he was like the king of that, you know? And they make a ton of money just hit, hit playing these theaters that like in the Chitlin Circuit or I don't know what they call it. Joe. No, no, no. It's actually the name of a circuit. Oh. That's not, I didn't make that up. Oh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Cat Williams. Um, have you ever gotten so mad at a heckler that you wanted to, like, get... Have you been heckled, even? Yes, but I don't get heckled that much, and it really is how you handle them. I'm really good at handling hecklers because I love crazy people, so I actually sort of give them a little bit of a leash, uh-huh. you know, and then I'll pull them back in when I need to. But there are people, there are some comics that I like, actually, who they cannot handle hecklers at all. They can't. They can't deal with them. Like, they have basically a monologue they want to tell on stage, and no one interrupt me. Right. You know? And well, that can be rough. Yeah. Some, I mean, if you're, I mean, it's also, you're, like, messing up the flow of their, like, thing. So, like, it might be hard to get back into, do you know what I mean? If it's, like, something you have, not scripted, but, like, really well rehearsed and, like, you, 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 a heckler will be fucking that up. Yeah. Well, you've been to a show where people heckled, right? And yeah, it caused a problem, correct? Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else uh, in LA? Anything? Was that? That's all I got, my friend. Oh my god, me too. What are you doing next week? Uh, I, I really, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was so busy the past two to three weeks with getting ready for my birthday party that I'm thankfully doing nothing this week. I'm my only thing on my schedule is some work that I have and to watch breaking bad. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, I'm traveling to DC on Wednesday, so I'm going to be there Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Are you going to hang out with Jonathan? Uh, maybe. And then, Oh my uh, God, please really hang out with Jonathan. Um, it's not impossible. I, I mean, I have like a really tight schedule, but, um we'll see uh so i fly in wednesday i have dinner 
Wednesday, then I have meetings all day Thursday, and then I fly out Friday morning. So it's not like I'm, you know, there to hang out, but we'll see. So next weekend, I plan on kind of doing nothing as well. Like, I just am glad that I don't have to do anything. So uh, that's kind of where I'll be. All right. (laughs) All right. Well, it's nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,